Open up your ears and open up your mind They'll reach into your throat and pull out your spine And when the sun blows up and the earth is gone They'll still experience grind with Kyle and Sean I could not, okay, so I have a big fear of, I think we've talked about this before I have a fear of being in water where I can't see Oh yeah, either, we both fear. Either like the bottom or like if I can't see my feet, that's mm-hmm. a big issue Thousand percent I, I can't imagine being in a scenario where I'm just sitting in a floaty watching Jaws. See, that's the thing. I am 100% with you, and I hate all of those things. I refuse to swim in lakes. I did swim in the ocean because you kind of had to, and I was kind of drunk and enjoying boogie boarding that day. So I was like, all right, this is a good time. But uh, I disagree with you in the fact that I would absolutely 1,000% love to watch Jaws in a floaty, in a pool or ocean type situation, and just because uh, I, dude, that's gonna that has to just add to the absolute tensity and horror. And I'm all about that shit. I like a good, honest scare that's not a shitty jump scare. Like you're out your goddamn mind. I'm I'm picturing like <laughs> I'm picturing going to like Disney or like Universal where you go into like one of them 4D rides where it like yeah. has a, a like an air sprayer on the back of your neck <laughs> or like it's misting you with water, but I'm imagining being in a pool and they just have something that just like kind of wiggles between your leg. Dude, I, I would imagine dude, like, I would, why not? I would soil that pool. Pay like scuba divers to just swim around under everybody. What, not even fuck with them. Just be there to where, like, you feel the presence of something, like, dude, yes. All You're of this. You're a sick fuck. All of this. <laughs> You're a fucking what is it? It's, uh, What's that super popular niche uh, movie theater chain? Austin. Oh, dude, I have no idea. You're, on, you're in a land of your own here. Yeah. Fuck. It's just because <laughs> no damn clue what you're talking about. Yeah, it's like the uh, they are like one of the first ones that would like serve food at movies. You so it's just... like a like a, a movie dinner movie kind of thing. Yeah, but it's uh, Austin. I why do I? Okay. What is the I, fucking name of it? I appreciate the Alamo Drafthouse. Alamo Drafthouse. Oh, I've heard it. of that. Okay. You have heard of them. See, I yes. knew that I wasn't crazy and that you had heard of them. I just couldn't think of it. I had the A, but I was stuck on Austin. Yeah, you tossed it was me a Texas, curveball. Yeah. Not the Alamo. That's it's all it's all related up here, just the brain didn't fire correctly. P.P. Herman would be so fucking disappointed. They were, they were misfiring. But anyways, the also, Alamo Drafthouse. Well, of course he is. He's Pee Wee. Yeah. He's also looking yeah. for his dangle. yeah looking for his dangle i'm still i'm on the subject of you being scared in a movie theater i know that the alamo draft house uh for a while i don't know if they still do it and i'm pretty sure it was them they had employees who would wear like an all black spandex suit sort of like a green man that charlie wears and it's always sunny where it covers everything they would wear an all black one and just hang out at the back of movie theaters, and if people were, like, talking or being disruptive, they were just in there ready to fucking spring on people and kick them out. Oh, that's and it was fantastic. Also, it was terrifying, because they're just, they'd, like, lean up against the black curtains, and with the lights dim in a movie theater anyways, like, you wouldn't see them until they're fucking grabbing you, so. Kudos to them. I would love that. I would have loved to have seen, like, Clue. 
in one of those things where it's just like it feels like they would have gone like all out in terms of setting the atmosphere or whatever. But talking about those people wearing like the like the full on black suits, like that's what they did uh, Harry Potter in the Cursed Child on Broadway. Yeah, when they're doing like the on stage stuff because it just yeah. blends in. They do the same thing. I took my uh, nephew to see like a Jurassic Park theater arena oh, you show. You saw that too. It was super kick ass. I think we did talk about this, but they have yeah. the same thing. The people that I had are a the friend dinosaurs. who ran it. <laughs> yeah, they're just wearing those pants. I remember this. Yeah, because I think we talked about it around the same time. Uh, we definitely talked about it on some show because I had definitely gone to that. I had seen it right before you because I had a friend yeah. who worked on the show. So I went to see it and to hang out with them and catch up and stuff. And you took, what, your nieces and nephews? Just my nephew. And in retrospect, I should have called in a cool uncle favor and had you contact that person and see if we could have gone backstage. But Oh, dude. I didn't even badass. think, I know, and it totally would have happened, and you are the best friend, and you would have been like, yeah, of course, man. Yeah, absolutely. Hook your, hook your nephew up. <laughs> Shit. Shit. Oh, man, that would have been wild. And I didn't even think about asking. Maybe Damn. that shows what a selfless, humble guy I am. That's a brag. I, I guess so, but also at the same time, what a dumbass play. <laughs> oh, it was awful. It was so stupid. I think I told you this, too, like, they were, uh, the person that was like the smart dinosaur was walking around the arena yeah. and it was, it was like a good 10, 15 minutes into the show. My nephew, he's like seven. He leans over and tugs on my shirt and he goes, I can see their legs. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, buddy, it's, it's okay. It's part of a show. He's like, I know it's not real. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I, I know it's cool. He was still terrified as shit when the T-Rex came out. Dude, the T-Rex, the detail in that T-Rex is fucking insane. And not to spoil, not to rub it in at all, but like even when I was backstage just kind of looking at the animatronics, being six inches from these things, the detail on them sure. was insane. Yeah. Absolutely insane. But let's be real. The way that, you know, the shit, like, okay, so the, the costumes were awesome and the animatronics were dope. But, like, let's be real. This is, like, the blues clues of Jurassic Park. Oh, of course. Yeah, it was so... <laughs> this is the most... <laughs> it was so As an broad. adult. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, the two kids were, like, so stereotypical cookie cutter. There was the one real cool guy. Yeah. There was the nerdy guy that loved video games. And he's like, oh, this is yeah. just like my video games at home. <laughs> and then everybody's favorite part of the show, the... Dudes walking around trying to sell all of the stuff in the audience. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the thing that yeah. swung around and like oh man, the, the, di the dino decoder hard. Yeah, at that place. Oh, 100%. I splurged a little bit for him. I mean, he wanted one of the fucking Velociraptor masks that you like yeah. wore, and I was like, of course you can have that, dude. You're getting that. So, so a little trade secret on that we learned after the show. That's where they make almost all of their money. Well, of course. That's why everything's jacked up so fucking high, dude. Oh, absolutely. Because like, I also got him there? a picture, and it was $30. And I paid it because I know okay. they're supporting the show. But it's like, dude, fucking. That's bonkers. <laughs> yeah, of course. But again, you support. That's why I bought the fucking dinosaur mask and all yeah. that shit. You got to support the art. This artist, they're out there doing it. God damn it, people. Support art. On that note. Uh, we do have a Patreon that you can check out at any time. Uh, it's patreon.com slash experience grind. Uh, we do some fun stuff over there, adding new fun stuff. I'm hopefully getting ready this week to record chapter two of the Resident Evil novelization. Took a little bit of break. Life comes at you fast sometimes, folks. But hey, 
We're back in it, goddammit. It's been a busy couple of weeks, my dude. It has, and, man. And uh, hopefully going into the fall, we're going to clear up a little bit and uh, settle back into a groove. Summer's so busy. Like, especially for me. And yeah, what I do for work, I'm, dude, I'm flat out. Like, not only that, I know week. summer's like the time that you do not play games or much of anything because you are out in it living life. When I have time, 100%. I, I yeah. like being outside and having some fun. But uh, I also, I mean, I'm not going to let that get away from doing the show. The only thing that's going to keep me from doing the show is work. And that's one of those things that I've been doing too much of. I think we talked about it last time. And it's just, it is what it is. But here we are. We, uh, we took last week off. You had family visiting. I had a shitload of work. But we're back. Mm-hmm. We're back we with a dope-ass movie maybe. that just dropped. <laughs> that I'm hoped that I hope that you guys are ready for. Uh, it, I hope it, they are ready. It finna be bussin' bussin', as the cool kids say. It finna be bussin' bussin'. So this is a uh, this is apparently some of the new kid slang. What did I drop on you that was? Dude, I don't even remember. I can't remember either. It was something that was also a kid slang. One of the few that I do know. Uh, this is, of course, listeners. One of the signs that you're getting old. Sean has the blessing of working with teenagers slash younger people so you say blessing uh, i say nightmare. i know i know yeah. of course that's what it absolutely is but <laughs> uh you also get to be hip to all the cool kids slang which is not awkward at all when mid 30 year old dudes say them so uh bussin bussin sean so you say like hip to the slang they say you sound like an old dude trying to be cool yeah of course i am officially ranked and categorized as a dad trying to be cool by saying the young people's mm-hmm. phrases. I'm 33, folks. Soon to be 34. But I'm 33, and I am categorized as the old dude saying mm-hmm. young people phrases. Now, I'm going to teach y'all something. So, Finna, I know that that's been a thing for a while. I know that one, yeah. Okay, so I've been confused about that one for a while, guys. Okay, let me break this down to you, Kyle. I thought that finna, so to me that was always like gonna, like I'm finna, I'm finna do something, I'm gonna do sure. something. Makes now, sense. It's like the same. Before, I, I, before I thought you explain it, it, can I tell you what I thought it was? If too. it's the same thing as me, I'm gonna laugh. I it's thought it was an close. autocorrect. I thought it was like fitting to be. Okay, so you are way closer than okay. I was. Yeah. You are way closer than I was. I thought that some rapper one day just like put out a tweet saying like I'm gonna do something, but it got autocorrected some reason <laughs> to, Finna? to Finna. And you everybody was up? so stupid. And I thought everybody was so stupid that they just kept typing Finna. And I wanted to throat punch everybody that I saw. I'm like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> but apparently it's short for fixin' fixin'. Mm. Okay, that makes sense. I'm, I'm too. fixing to do something, which trigger someone else at work because he's like we're not even from the south nobody even says you're fixing to do nothing like why are you ah. even saying this so he gets all triggered which is funny but language is I, a virus man that shit spreads it really is and i i gotta tell you on fleek is not a new is not a thing that you say anymore <laughs> no uh, fuck no i knew that uh, too yeah also makes my skin crawl but once i don't I, think i've ever said on fleek oh period oh, don't you feel dirty saying that a little, it is like real dude. Like I've also never flossed or uh, what? Is, what is yeah. the dab? Is that the one where you put uh, your arm? That's never yeah. dabbed really. Yeah. Like 
It's, oh it's god! I just thing, feel man. gross having done that right. as a demonstration. It looks, you, and we're not even broadcasting this video, and I do too. Like I didn't even want to fully do it because it felt so yeah. stupid. Um. Oh my gosh! Like I had, like I'd have people at work like just dab, and I'm just like, just dab yourself straight into the oven, please, for the <laughs> love of God. But once I learned that Finna wasn't in autocorrect, and I felt a little bit better about it, I've been trying to piss off as many people at work. Just by inserting Finna into as many conver- as many points as I can, I'm like, bro, I'm finna make you crazy today. I'm finna go make this latte over here. I'm finna go make this latte. <laughs> and what really drives these kid crazy is when I combine Finna with Bussin. Okay, so Bussin. Yeah. Everybody listening, I'm so sorry. You're probably this is cringe territory. I kind of have an idea. Is bussing something to do with the vagina? No, not even. No, close. okay. Then I do, I do not know bussing. So please not even enlighten close. me and the audience. Okay, this makes no fucking sense. No sense at all. But if I, dude, if you were to make me a bomb ass taco, right? Mm-hmm. And I sat down and I looked at the taco. I got the, ooh, I got the smells. I'm like, I'm super amped about it. And I take a bite and I'm like, ooh, that taco be. Bussin'! Sure. It means it basically means it's really good. Okay. And it's usually related to food. But if you made me a taco, you drizzle a little bit of queso on top, you add my favorite hot sauce, you put a little bit of jalapenos on there, you're making it real good for me. I'm going to take a bite and I'm going to be like, ooh, that bussin' bussin'! Okay, so the more bussin's, the more... The more better. Personalized to your taste that it is. So like... No, not necessarily. Just but, the mo bussin, mo beta. Sure. So it, it's more improved upon. So like, it, yeah. There's there's like a taco, but then there's like a good taco, which would yeah. be bussin, right? That's like, yeah. It's not great, but that's a really fucking good taco. But then the great taco, that would be the bussin bussin. Yeah. So if okay. I were to be, if you were to come over to my place, dude, and you know I can cook, and I'm gonna sit here, I'm gonna start whipping some shit up, and I'm gonna look at you and go. Dude, this food finna be bussin' bussin'. Let me tell you what. Everybody uh-huh. listening, if you got a kid in their teens or something like that, go up to them and just say that something's finna be bussin' bussin' and just watch their minds melt because they're like, no, 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 no. You don't say that together. Don't put those together. No, 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 no. It's already bad enough that you say them both. Nope, don't put them together. So, yeah. There you go, folks. Um, There's a little life hack to piss off your teenagers. That is uh that is definitely a uh, a new segment I like. I think we're gonna call Sean teaches Kyle the kid slang. Okay, okay, it's um, gonna be Gucci, dude. <laughs> Gucci, I do know from the movie Eighth Grade, which is one of my favorites. <laughs> Gucci, that's um, st- that's still relevant. Surprise. Yeah, I think so. Here's here's the it's funny. Gooch. So let let's keep going with this segment in the future by. Being more annoying to your young coworkers, and when they say a new <laughs> phrase, like pull out a notebook and be like, "All right, what is that one?" Dude, I will pull out. I will wear a notebook in my shirt, my yeah. shirt pocket, and just pull it out like fucking Steve from Blue's Clues, ready to take <laughs> notes. You know what I'm saying? Baluska do bussin' too. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> you know what I just saw today? He doesn't. What? He doesn't get mail anymore. He gets emails. It's kind of depressing. Oh, on, on the actual Blues Clues show? Yeah. I didn't know they were still producing new ones. Neither did I until today. 
Well, fucking shit. Yeah. I haven't been Crazy. homesick from school in a long time with cable, so that's probably why. <laughs> that's the fucking worst part about staying home was that all you could watch is Nick Jr. Oh. And the and worst Bob part, Parker. like, I, eh, I don't know. I think it usually always went Nickelodeon because of my sister, and oh, I I'd be homesick. It was always Nick Jr., man. It was the gross. thing. That I fucking hate. Like, I didn't mind most of it. I, I pretty I dug Gullah Gullah Island. That was pretty... Because I'd watch these shows in the summertime, too, you know? Sure. And, uh, what, Price is Right's a morning show. 11, 11 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So, you, I mean, you had and, Price is Right. You had uh, Jerry Springer. Sorry, Jesse Raphael. Morning. Yeah. Yeah, please. My mom is at home a lot in the morning, man. Sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying that's not my... I don't, I don't get into those shows. I'm not sure. knocking them. Uh, oh, but God, I was going... I was going to Nick Jr., so what does that say about me? It says I have Arrested Development. Okay. Which is true. Also a good show. <laughs> it is. It is a really good show. But no, what I, I want to make this point, and then we can move on. Was that, God damn it, there was some sort of early childhood development that kids responded to things that they saw repeated. So Blue's Clues would play the same fucking episode every day of the week. Yep. And then they'd do a new one. And I, that drove me nuts. Because yep. every other show would be new. It'd be at least mix it up somehow. Goddamn yeah. Blue's Clues the same every fucking day. That's when and I change even, it. And even if it wasn't every single day, there was multiple time slots every single day where Nick Jr. would play the same the same episode in the time slot. So if you did stay home, you were fucked. I don't know if like Nick Jr. was in the pocket of the schools where like, hey, kids, stop staying <laughs> home. Or you're going to watch the same shit all day. It got better when I got cable and I could get Cartoon Network. Ah, I never had Cartoon Network. Really? They added yeah. it to the basic cable and it was like, yes. Channel yeah. 48, I still remember. That was that was the channel I was on. No I matter ju- where. I just randomly, not randomly, I just recently actually canceled my only TV streaming service. Which one, Hulu? Uh, no, I had Sling. I only oh, had Oh, live TV. Yeah, I only had Sling to watch wrestling, but then I find found this super obscure way to get uh, AEW, the show that I watch every week. I could watch it on Fight, but only if it registered that I was in London. So I got a VPN, <laughs> got a VPN, changed my location to London, logged into Fight TV, got a subscription. So every time I want to watch it, I have to change my location to watch it. Big but deal. you know what? My pay-per-views are no longer 60 bucks. 20 mm-hmm. bucks. It's, it's a beautiful thing, right? Oh, fantastic. Technology is amazing. You can do Absolutely the same amazing. thing to access completely different shows on Netflix. Like mm-hmm. Canada, Brazil. Japan. Uh, they get like really good shit. Like I know Canada has all kinds of awesome shit. They still have The Office. I think they still have Reno 911. Yeah. Which like, I have to have two different streaming services now to watch. I do because I... Um, I have yeah. them. Fuck Before you. Disney Plus. <laughs> Before Disney Plus, Netflix had a lot of the Disney movies on there, mm-hmm. but only if you were not in the United States. Like mm-hmm. if you're in uh, Canada, you could watch, say, Princess and the Frog and Toy Story and stuff like that, but not here. So. Goddamn oppression. I thought this was America where we had freedom to stream whatever the fuck we wanted. But instead, we got a mouse who's like, ha ha. You're going to pay me all your money. This fucking mouse made by a man who smoked cigarettes. I fucking hate him. <laughs> yeah. 
Cigarettes are gross. <laughs> cigarettes are gross, man. Who smokes cigarettes? Wieners. Yeah, Canadians. Oh, oh fuck. yeah. French Canadians on top of that. The worst of the Canadians. I Okay, so when I went to Quebec like five years ago, dude, I don't see people smoking around here like at all, unless it's some dude that just is walking around all day, doesn't have a job, you know, just smoking all day, right? I went up to Canada, went to Quebec, and I could, dude, it blew my fucking mind. Every single person was smoking. I'm yeah. like, what is going on right now? Like, because man. They're filthy French Canadians, man. That's what it is. How dare they? I am the trying to start worst. a war with French Canada. Yeah, apparently. If anybody <laughs> listens from there, fucking forward this on. Yeah. Hit, uh, hit up uh, Justin Trudeau. Tag I him. will take Get on, him on this show. the city of Quebec by myself. Just me. <laughs> Man, I don't know, man. They'll fuck you up. They're assholes. <laughs> I just gotta run. Run a little bit. They all smoke like fucking idiots. <laughs> I have asthma. I can outrun every French Canadian that has ever lived. <laughs> all right, all right. You say that. You say that. I, I want to see you up in Quebec. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never, ever going to Quebec. <laughs> That's a like, no, You man. should. That, that wasn't me. That was Kyle... The other one that's spelled yeah, with C. Uh, Kyle Collins. Yeah. Kyle Colon. <laughs> Colon. He's he's from France. You know that city. Oh, that's it, in Germany? Shit. Surprisingly, doesn't have a G in his name. Crazy. Cologne without a G. <laughs> <laughs> Would you ever put uh, Oh, that's not a bad I'm not doing it. That's a terrible joke. <laughs> okay. Well, Guys, if you want to know what the joke was, hit up Kyle after the show and be woefully disappointed when he has no freaking idea what you're talking about. Yeah, I'll be like, huh? <laughs> it's like, dude, when I say something at work and somebody doesn't hear me and it's immediate, they're like, what? And I'm like, I, I have no fucking clue. I have no idea what I just said. I do that only because I hate repeating myself. I feel embarrassed. Like, yeah. What I said was so offensive that they couldn't believe it and they want me to repeat it. So I'm like, oh, no, never mind. It's cool. None. So that's me. That's I like my how day. You have life. that line. <laughs> like, nope. I, it's always ready to go, man. <laughs> that's I'm, I'm the toe in the sand. Shiny boy. Shiny yeah. boy. Um, yeah. You want to talk about a little movie that we both watched? Uh, Kawinka Dindley. Fucking Kawinka. A, I do. Kawansa Donnelly. Um, what is the name of this movie? The Suicide Squad. I'm super hype. I'm super the Suicide to talk Squad. About Didn't this movie already come out? Well, allegedly. So allegedly. I've never yeah, I've never seen that movie. So I'm gonna sit okay. here and pretend that it didn't happen. You know me, dude. I don't really care about movies, and honestly, if I see that a movie is absolutely demolished by people being like, this movie's dog shit, I don't want to watch it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to waste my time. That's a big thing with why I don't watch a lot of movies is I just don't want to waste my time. I fully get that. There is a lot of garbage out there. However, I did see the first Suicide Squad. I didn't hate it, and I'm notoriously hate it. It is really bad. I don't know. It's it's something to see for sure, just there's so much cool there, and they fuck it up so royally. And you're like, how? Yeah. Who's the director? Ayers? Yeah, Something David Ayers, who did yeah. Training Day, one of my fucking favorite oh, movies Training of all Day's time. fantastic. He's got such a great, gritty style. And then, like, 
that happened. And apparently, you know, a big part of it was massive studio intervention, which yeah, uh, you didn't get on James Gunn's movie, and you had, can tell uh, you had a quite <laughs> different outcome. So I'm sure that's something we'll get into as well. But yeah, it's called The Suicide Squad. Yeah. Have you seen? Okay, real quick before we move on from the David Ayers version, have you seen all the stuff coming out about the air quotes? It feels gross even saying this. It's like saying bussin' bussin', but like the Ayers cut. Like, I just feel weird saying oh. any director's name and cut after it because it's just like at that point it feels like a complaint. But. Oh, I, to a degree, I. It's weird. I would like to see it just because I am of the vein. Like, I. I'm always more inclined to see a director's cut. Some like very rarely is the studio cut better. Sometimes it is because some directors can get. But like I feel like you know that going in. Like mm-hmm. I would not want to see a studio cut version of a Lars von Trier film or or some shit like that. You know. Yeah. And David Ayers, I feel the same way. Like the dude is an accredited filmmaker. He's not some unknown. He has a great vision. And you obviously wanted that vision for this movie. That's why you hired him. And then you stifle that. And I think there were like 10 months worth of reshoots for that fucking movie alone, which is also just insane. We're only a small portion of like even his vision made it in. And I get with the with the the Snyder cut with, you know, his own personal family tragedy and Mm -hmm. a new director coming on. But that's completely different. Yes, his his vision did get changed, but that's because somebody else took over and kind of changed the vision. Mm -hmm. Whereas on this, there is one vision going in and then all of a sudden the whole thing got changed on him. Now also I don't ever care to see Jared Leto as the Joker ever after just, just viewing him as the Joker, you know, seeing him in the Snyder cut was kind of cool. He was in the Snyder Cut, right? He was in the I believe so, yeah. at, in like the mm-hmm. last scene, the post-apocalyptic thing. I thought that was kind of cool, but that that like almost to me almost feels like a different tone to begin with. Like you could take something like that and make it in more into a serious tone. Whereas I don't know. Obviously, I didn't see the first Suicide Squad, so I've just got to kind of imagine it was more of the lighthearted, brutal, crazy. Is that how how it was? Is it more along the line of? Maybe uh, the emancipation of Harley Quinn, or it was definitely a much. It's a so. I think the big problem with Leto's Joker is number one, it was very almost too over the top with a lot of the things that it did. It was intriguing, and but it 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 also comes off as cringy. Also because like that Joker doesn't fit that universe. It's mm-hmm. not a bad Joker, but for like what they were ultimately going for there, it it didn't really work. Um It's also not a very timeless look. What a lot of these movies too, do yeah. is give exactly. these characters a look that even if you watch it 20 years from now, it would look great. You know, if I were to watch Batman, you know, the first Batman from mm-hmm. what, 90 or 87 with Jack Nicholson and, you know, even looking at that Joker in today fucking makes sense. Looking at Heath Ledger makes sense. Like all of these characters... You know, we could ignore the ones from the mid eight, mid nineties, but even then, like looking at Arnold as what Mister Freeze didn't look bad. Doesn't look bad looking at it now. It's just, just dog shit movie. Whereas I feel like Jared Leto as the Joker is just fit for five years ago. 
I think so. There's also arguments to be. We're spending a lot of time on Leto, which I'm fine with. There's a lot of arguments to be made because you also had the campy '60s Batman with that Joker's portrayal. But again, what I'm saying there is that it fits. Yeah. And like, I totally also 100% agree with what you're saying about the Cesar style. Romano. Just, yeah, Cesar Romano. The style of the Leto Joker just, it was already dated when it came out. Like, that style was like 2012, 2013, like fuckboy style, which yeah. wasn't even a thing at the time Suicide Squad came out. Yeah. It was already a dead fad and not even a popular fad to begin with. Like, the fuckboy styling is not a cool thing. It's 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 a It's a douchebag look. Like, yeah. What's that? What's that rapper name? Chubbier guy, tattoos all over his face. Post Malone. Post. It's a 2011 cringy Post Malone. Two, yeah. Two, I'd say it's more. It's a 2000 like 12 cringy SoundCloud rapper who's like trying to do shit for YouTube and Snapchat, and he's. He's it's like six nine with his fucking rainbow colored hair and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah, it's a definitive style for like a very small era of the mid two thousands, and that's what Leto Joker is. But it was shot in like 2016. It's a time capsule of a character, or 2017, sure. 18, whatever the fucking Suicide Squad. It's came somewhere out. in there. It's like yeah. it's too far ago to like. Just look, I don't know, just looking at it. I remember seeing the previews when it came out originally and being like, oh, that's a really cool thing to look at. But, like, looking at it now, it's just like, ugh, I don't know about that. Like, mm -hmm. that, that's, I don't know, that's Machine Gun Kelly in his prime or something. Yes, exactly. It is fucking Machine Gun Kelly. Precisely. Yeah. Um, they did fix that a bit with the Joker and the Snyder Cut. They had him in, like, a straight jacket and he had the long, greasy hair. Fit more. He he looked more psychotic instead of some rich prick with tattoos. Yes. That's crazy. Yes. You know, yes. it's exactly. just like, it's presentation, yep. but that has nothing to fucking do with this awesome fucking movie that I just watched last week. Outside of presentation. I'd say presentation ties the two together because this movie has fantastic presentation of all. All aspects. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whether it be the way that it's shot, I, I think the way that it's shot, the comedy, the dialogue, the uh, the humor, the music. I love the indie-ish music that's going on in the background that just like somehow fits this movie in, in the fact that it's it's a bunch of outcasts. So it almost seems like this outcast side of kind of indie music going on in the background, mm -hmm. which just seems to fit it so perfectly and this just let's be honest harley quinn just ties this up in a nice little bow and sends it right on home to my my doorstop for as a as a early birthday present well i'm glad that you touched on harley so early because i'd like to talk about harley um because uh margot robbie and james gunn had a lot of discussions about the Harley Quinn character because a big thing in the first Suicide Squad is that they almost made her a central-themed character along with Will Smith's uh, Deadshot. And then she got her own movie where she was, again, the sole narrative focus. And for this movie, uh, I guess Margot and James discussed that they felt that Harley works better as an almost an agent of chaos. Yeah. Which... She much more represents in this movie. She's split apart from the group. She's acting independently, 
doing things randomly and chaotically, as you would expect Harley Quinn to do. And they seem to turn out better for her. She's got this great little narrative of keeping the javelin that she gets from the javelin at the Which start I, of the movie. That, that scene was fantastic. But that thread plays throughout, and it's used so effectively, and it's... Ah, to the point where she gets it, she doesn't know why she gets it, because the dude mm-hmm. dies in the middle of telling her why she's going to carry this, and so she smacks him up. Be like, why'd you die? What do I need this for? Like, she is the agent of chaos, and two hours later, she's just like, oh, I know I have this lance I know now, what or this javelin. This. Oh, okay. And of and course, like, we do too, because we've seen... This giant fucking eyeball for the last 30 minutes here popping up. It's, dude, it's the perfect example of a Chekhov's gun situation where if you show something, it's got to come back to play a part to have the payoff. And they did it so well to tie all of these strings together. Mm -hmm. It, It was a perfect callback. It was something that was just, it was a throwaway at the beginning, kind of. It was a funny line throwaway. And you just kept seeing the javelin keep reappearing. And then at the end, when she says that, it was like, oh, they fucking you are, we, together. You immediately know that's good fucking writing, good goddamn storytelling. Yeah. James Gunn's old tweets were the best thing to happen to DC yeah. ever. Because I, they fucking got a steal for this guy, and he knocked this shit out of the park for him. I talked to Ryan after Ryan <laughs> of Experience Grind. I talked to him right after uh, watching this movie because we're, you know, I wanted to see what he thought of the movie, and we asked each other's the each other the opinion. And my big thing was telling him, I was like, "Dude, I haven't had this much fun watching a movie since the first Deadpool, and mm-hmm. this was basically watching Deadpool, but if Deadpool was the Avengers, but like yeah. as Deadpool, but exactly what you just said. This was literally if like." Harley Quinn was Deadpool just in the Avengers because she's just so fuck everything, do whatever the hell I want. She's going to cause whatever chaos, swear, stab people in the face for no reason, just be psychotic. Shoot the guy that she just banged. Oh my God. She's like, here I am, Doc. You know, the guys that are into me, they're just, they're, they're not good news. They're throwing up a lot of red flags and I said if I ever saw another... <laughs> And he's just looking, he's like, what the fuck? Oh, it's so good, man. Yeah, he's just uh, crawling across the ground and she's monologuing over here like she's some fr- from South Jersey. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's so good. It's so fucking good. <laughs> um, Absolutely fantastic. This mu- this movie, even that line, there is so much humor in this movie that I didn't stop laughing like this entire time. Whether it be the subtle nuances of the characters to the lines to even just polka dot man like uh, that that is such a ridiculous fucking character with his powers where he's exploding polka dots and is he he's he is so traumatized by his mother that he sees his mother everywhere and of course us as the viewer sees his mother as everything including a giant goddamn starfish a giant starfish a giant shark uh, a buff black version of his mom it's it's so fucking crazy, man. Uh, yeah. I just... We're getting already deep into spoiler territory. That's maybe one of my biggest disappointments in the movie is that Polka Dot Man dies. Uh, I get... It was a funny joke. It's it's a great... Like, he gets stepped on. 
But man, he was such a great character, and I did yeah. enjoy him, and I would have loved to have seen more of Polka Dot Man, hopefully in a future installment. But that was sadly crushed. I do get it. It's the Suicide oh, Squad. So People got to fucking die. He was die. also sadly crushed. Yeah, he was sadly <laughs> crushed. Uh-huh. This, uh, fuck, man. I'm surprisingly, okay, so surprisingly, between all of these main characters, he's the only one that actually died. Oh, John Cena. No. Did you watch the post-credits? I did not. Oh. Is he still alive? Yeah, That's he's awesome. still alive. Okay. Oh, my God. You We're didn't not... watch the post-credits? So I didn't at expect the post credits, they, they have him on life support. They got him and they have him on life support. He has his own show coming on HBO. What? Okay, he's going to have his own Peacemaker show. I don't follow which, any of this. Which yeah. I'm fucking here for, dude. Of course. His Peacemaker character... was great. Oh, my God. What was Ildris's, uh character's name? Bloodshot, Bloodsport, Bloodsport, I think. Bloodsport, yeah. yeah. The interaction between Peacemaker and Bloodsport was so fantastic from the beginning. They had perfect Be- chemistry, for sure. They are essentially the same exact character. Like, to the point where, what's her name, Waller, describes them the exact same way. And that she's like, oh yeah, Bloodsport. Her, his dad was a mercenary and raised him as a killer from as soon as he could walk. <laughs> And as soon as they got to John Cena's Peacemaker, he's like, yeah, and his dad was a mercenary and raised him to be a killer from the time he could walk. And, like, as soon as I heard that, I'm like, wait, did I just hear the same exact thing? And, of course, Bloodsport goes, oh, save me the trouble. You've already said that about me. And John Cena's like, well, I shoot better. I shoot smaller bullets. My bullets wouldn't even touch your bullet. Which is such a bullet hole. And that comes back later in the movie, too. Another perfect payoff, man. Again, it's just a goddamn well-written story. It's not chopped up and stitched back together like the first Suicide Squad. It It doesn't matter if you disagree with your director. Let them finish the vision they have because then you just kill everything else in the movie when you start trying to change things. Yeah. That don't fucking work, man. Yep. There's a... Uh, people gotta stop messing with the arts. They gotta stop messing with the arts, Sean. Like you get directors to do a vision for a reason. You hire mm-hmm. these directors to do something for a reason. I it's it's got to get to a point where studios just okay. You're trying to make something that's marketable and something that you think that people want. But I tell you what, for in a situation like this, stay the fuck away. Like, if yeah. somebody's coming on to do something like this, I guarantee you that they've done the research, they've done the homework, they know what people want. Someone who doesn't give a shit about comics probably won't come on to something like this just it's because a... they, it, it's going to explode in their faces. They're going to try to do as best as they can. Well, and so, again, it was, yeah, it was DC just trying to jump the gun and catch up to the Marvel Cinematic Universe by just introducing a giant group superhero movie out of the gate without introducing us to any of these characters. Because then, you know, the fucking other problem that I have with Suicide Squad, the first one, is surprise, surprise, it's super fucking long because they have to spend so much time giving you so much backstory on so many fucking characters for you to care about them. James Gunn movie doesn't do any of that, and yet we still care about all of these people. And they do such a good job in the storytelling. I think one of my favorite visual aspects of this movie was how they cut between time. So you have the initial send-in of, you know, the X-Force or whatever that goes in, the initial squad as the Mm -hmm. diversion. And then it cuts into just visually on the screen, like leaves blow across and it says like three days later. And it's like, and then leaves 
now. It's a very, it doesn't really do these hard cuts. They do great transitions visually on the screen to tell you that there's a time transition and it feels so very comic book. And mm-hmm. you don't have, and you don't need all of that exposition. If you start right off the bat, you're you're in the action with, and, and I really want to talk about like how badly I want to punch Pete Davidson in the face. Of course, every fucking if you time hate I Pete Davidson, this is the movie for you. Dear fucking god, <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. like the whole thing, man. Just thinking about him is getting me all riled up. But like him, Michael Rooker, uh, which I thought his character was fantastic. And even uh, you had uh, Nathan Fillion. Fillion was in this. Fuck yeah, he was. Jesus, that was great. I didn't even realize until the second time I watched it. I watched it again tonight. Damn. All right, brother. Yeah. But, like, that whole thing, like, that was a... That was a really great introduction. Hey, how'd yeah. you feel about that? Like how it goes so ham on this team off the bat. It almost hooks you into like this little story in the beginning. And then she's like, eh, just kidding. It's not I was about very, these guys. Well, I was intrigued because I, another thing that sucks is that you didn't see the first one. So unfortunately, you don't get to see the original flag performance to compare this one to because holy shit. What is a terrible character. Yes, the same guy. Same character. The fucking difference. In ju- He's so awful in the first movie. But they also fucking shoulder so much of this goddamn exposition onto his character. That like... And he's just so lame and fucking stupid. And this one... In the first? Yeah. It's really... We're, you're supposed to feel compassion for him, but you have no reason. His girlfriend is the big bad, but we don't fucking care. And nobody fucking respect. It's so silly. This one, I don't, I don't even feel so compassion better. about him in this one. Exactly, he's still not great, but he's so much better in this movie than the first Suicide Squad. That I was like, all right, okay, that's fair. You know, maybe I'm gonna have to go back and like revisit the first one just to kind of. I can't sit here and not have a frame of reference. I know. I don't. I don't want to tell you to because. I don't know if it would be good for you, but I, I, I kind of like want you to, and I want I, just to see how you respond to it because it is so drastically different. But that's what caught me off about the fir- this opening scene because there was this opening team, but it had Flag and it had Harley on the team. So I was like, "Well, okay, so this is going to be the main squad that we're going to do stuff with." Yeah, and then like most of them get killed, and I didn't. I almost expected Harley and him. I was like, "What the fuck's going to happen to Harley and Flag?" And, I uh, was mad confused. It did give me vibes of like Deadpool 2 where you have the X-Force that yes, you see in the commercials. very similar and to they that. Fucking, spoilers, guys. They get fucking murdered in like two seconds of being on the screen. Yeah, they all fucking die jumping yeah. out of a plane. Yeah, very similar vibes to this movie, which I, I, I enjoyed. And I was like, ah, this is like Deadpool 2. Yeah. But yeah, no, they all friggin' die. And I got to say, like the Colonel Flag, uh, like my... My favorite Colonel Flag segment of this whole movie is when they got to go rescue him. Yeah, and, and, and you've got the whole uh, you've got the whole peacemaker and freaking bloodsport, you know, dick comparing contest of killing people, which was just the funniest freaking thing. Yeah, where where like where uh, freaking peacemaker would be shooting people, then all of a sudden bloodsport would like shoot over his head, and then like then shoot a toaster into a freaking. The bathtub? bathtub. Yeah. 
And then he shoots a guy and he goes, oh, you didn't even kill him. He's like, oh, it's a it's a delayed explosive round. And two seconds later, dude explodes. And then like, I, I love the follow up that I uh, I just was like, oh, yeah, don't be a pretty show- fucking cool. That don't be a show cool. off. And he's like, well, you can be a show off because it's really fucking cool. And he's like, fuck, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was fucking great, man. I really uh, I get the, the chemistry between those two sold this movie. Yeah. More than anything, that's that's another thing that the the first Suicide Suicide Squad. There's just no fucking chemistry between the yeah. characters. I feel the chemistry between literally all of the characters in this movie are fantastic. Yeah, you, you've got you know Margot Robbie is absolutely killing it in the scene where she goes to get rescued and she's like, "Hey guys, oh you're here to save me? Yeah, you want me to go back inside? Like I can go back in? Like that whole sequence was fantastic." Because, of course, they're trying to save her, and she's just, like, murdering everybody. Well, Absolutely amazing. I also, yeah, she that scene, that whole cut where she's just fucking everybody up in that room or in that whole building is fantastic. So good. But then I love, the, there at the end when she pops up at him, and then it's great because Bloodsport and Flag are still, like, you can see they're, they were pumped up because they were about to go in and they're like, they're still trying to deal with the adrenaline. It's just subtle little acting things that really yeah. sell the moment that good acting can do. Cause they're, they're it's like they're, they're taking deep breaths and they're like, they're kind of jittery. Cause ah, yeah. it's just mm, good filmmaking. God damn it. This movie stands out. It does so many things. Well, did you know that Sylvester Stallone was King Shark? Oh yes, I did. And absolutely. And I, I did not know that until after I watched the movie. The first time or the second time? The first time. Really? Yeah, I knew it, it going in, and so I, I just loved it anyways, the entire performance. Oh. But the way, I guess, James Gunn got him, because, you know, he worked with Sylvester on Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Uh, Sylvester's in that. He's one of the, the, the space pirate guys. The Reapers? I have the, not seen that yet. Okay, well, sort of spoiler, but... No, that's fine, that's fine. It, he is in that, and I guess, you know, he's got him and James Gunn had a friendship. I think they've worked together on other things before, possibly. But I know that uh, James Gunn uh, sent in the script and was like, hey, man, I kind of wrote this part with you in mind. It's just kind of a, a big, dumb shark god. How and, do you uh, write a fucking shark with Sylvester Stallone in mind? I get to do the, the voice lines. I guess he wrote him like, <laughs> hearing Sly do them. But what I love is that Sylvester... I love this because he just wrote back to James and was like, anything for you, brother. Like, didn't negotiate, didn't care, just wanted to do the movie because James Gunn asked him and they were such good friends. It's like, God damn it. I love that shit. I love that Hollywood stuff. That they backpedaled on the Guardians 3 bullshit. Mm -hmm. You know, and and I bet you after seeing the reception of this and uh, spoilers, this has a 91% on on Rotten Mm -hmm. Tomatoes critics. Like, guarantee you they are thankful that they brought him back. Well, I think a big part... that Again, this shows the credit to James Gunn as a director. I think a big part of that, too, was that all of the actors were, like, pretty openly threatening to walk away if they didn't bring James Gunn back. All of the Guardians... Like, they put out that big joint letter statement that they all physically signed that was sort of like, uh, hey, Disney, bring him back, or... We're all but, gonna walk. Batista was jeopardy. outspoken about. Oh that. yeah, super. Yeah, Drax, outspoken. like you, you're gonna do this well, Drax. Come on, mm-hmm. come on. So again, I'm I'm glad to see this movie happen. I it's so shocking that it did because of how poorly the first Suicide Squad was received. I can't believe it got this sort of soft reboot this quickly. 
can okay so with with that being said are you surprised at the anticipation and the reception that it got due to the fact that i think people had such high expectations for the first one and were let down and knew that it could be better mm-hmm. are you are you surprised with how well this one did or not really because is it more just you're more surprised that they fucking came back to the came back to the bowl so fast that's what I'm so surprised at, that they took the risk this quickly. Because usually, you know, well, maybe, maybe not, because they did reboot Spider-Man pretty quickly after those two awful, amazing Spider-Mans. But just, this one was so Aww. fucking hated. Yeah. But I, I'm not surprised that it did so well, because again, it is James Gunn. He is a competent film. We've seen him make these wild comic book group projects twice with both Guardians of the Galaxy movies, which are both amazing movies. They hold up really well. And of course, he did it again with Suicide Squad. Yeah. It, let's be honest. Comic book fans are very rabid. It, it's one of those things where if you fuck up the first time and you know that it can be better, you get bring on something that's, somebody that's competent and you know that, that it's not going to get fucked up, they're going to be all over it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm not exactly surprised. And as soon as I knew one who was attached to it, two who was in it, yeah, like, Idris Elba is a big get for me. That's Super a huge on board get. With that. Like, yeah, I I don't. I'm not gonna lie. Like, just he's way like I would watch pretty much anything he's in, and I don't give a fuck about Will Smith at all. Like, yeah, like you're looking at Deadshot and you're looking at Bloodsport, like. It's it's no comp it's no competition for me. Like this was a much more star studded cast to me. And then the first one for co- sure. Even yeah. just comparing the cast in the times, so you could look at the cast in 2016 and the cast right now. It's not even close. It's it's oh, no. realms apart. And keep in mind, one of these actors in this movie was a fucking wrestler like three years ago. Mm-hmm. Like and to. For me to be like, yeah, he's a much bigger star than anybody in that. Let's be real. He is. John Cena is also. He's uh, a star. He's taking some acting lessons because John Cena used to be complete shit, dude. Have you ever yeah. seen the movie The Marine? Uh, when it first came out, dude. God, that movie is fucking awful. I nope. love it. That was like his first acting movie. Very first movie ever. It was financed by the WWE. Yeah. As a promotion for John Cena. But you know there's like eight of those, ten. right? Oh, I did not know. There's like eight Marine movies. Oh, God. And like each one has different wrestlers in them. <laughs> oh, they're all wrestlers? That's even yeah. worse, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's not good. That is not a good selling point. Uh, I haven't seen any one most, the first Most one. wrestlers cannot act. Even The Rock. The Rock is great popcorn fluff. Yeah. You're not getting deepness with The Rock. I think John Cena has more fucking range than The Rock. He's great in this movie. Which is so surprising because, okay, peeling back the curtain. Wrestling's fake, folks. These guys have to be actors and have to te- show you a story. Wow, that's obnoxious. And they have to show you a story and make you believe. And so to be able to have somebody like The Rock who had so much range in the WWE be able to go on and just kind of do like these big action movies... And kind of be what that's known for. And to have John Cena, who, yeah, you know that he's funny, but he's mainly been this PG character for so, so many years. Um, to have him just have so much range is really impressive. And I, it's really awesome to see how much he's grown. 
I uh, I hate Amy Schumer just because I don't think she's very good. But I'm there with you. And Amy John Schumer. Cena like was in uh, was in an Amy Schumer movie, and he was really fucking funny. And that's when I was like, all right, John Cena's learned some things. Oh. He's got good comedic timing. Hold up, is that the one where they have kids and the kids want to party? There was one where they just bang a lot. I remember that one. Yeah, and the one where he boosts an entire fucking beer in his ass. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that movie's trash. Yeah, but John Cena's funny I'm pissed funny off about that movie. You know what I'm pissed off about that movie? All of the commercials made it seem like it was going to be this big party flick, but instead it's about a bunch of adults trying to ruin the party. Bullshit. Yeah, it's, it's false It's Amy Schumer. Of course it's going to be garbage. But... Like I'm Fuck saying, that. John Cena was pretty funny in it. So Dirty Thursday, go back and listen to that episode. <laughs> <I'm> pissed. <laughs> I was into I was Cheap into plug. Peacemaker from the start, and he just he fucking owns this role. I'm glad he's got an HBO show because he deserves it. I love that every movie that he's in, he's got to be in his underwear at some point in this movie. I mean, we like saw him in his camping. underwear. Oh no, he always wore jean shorts. He wears a jorts. Yeah, he wears the jorts. So every oh. movie he's in, he's like in his tight. Yeah, remember the scene in this movie where they're like in the like camping out, and he shows up. And <laughs> got this got... huge ass bulge in his tidy whities. He's like, "Why are you in tidy whities?" He's like, "What well, do you got to make this racist?" He's like, "It's not racist. It's fucking underwear." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, uh, Johnny, you know. I think we're both big fans of this movie. Oh, I fucking um, love this movie. We can gush forever. But I don't want us to go too long in the tooth. No. I do have some questions for you, though. Sure. Uh, I think I know the answer to the first one. But, Shani, who's your favorite character in this movie? Oh, man. Okay. I don't know. You answer first. I, I truly don't know. I didn't anticipate this because I I really enjoyed Bloodsport. But, I mean, I to me, on I, it's within my character, the big, dumb, strong guy. I love King Shark. He's fucking great. Sylvester Stallone <laughs> is amazing as King Friend. Shark. Nom nom. The, I was so so many times they fucking fake you out, and I think he's gonna die. They do they do it so many times at the end, especially. And he's it's like, fucking I, invincible, dude. I know it's so great, and it's so amazing every time. And he just walks out. A fucking building falls on him, and then he's just walking around at the end, like, oh hey. Okay, so ah. thinking about it, we should have seen that coming. Because when he tries to eat Rat Catcher, which we haven't brought up a single time, I think her character is fucking awesome, and her yes, ability yes, is sick. And it's so okay. It's leave it to this movie to take a character that can be so dog shit and so like underpowered and make her so important and powerful in this movie. Like yeah. they did such a good job with that. But so when he's trying to eat Ratcatcher and Bloodsport like lights him up like nine times with, with his shotgun, gun, yeah. and there's not a single mark on him. He's dude. He's got. He's like freaking invincible. I also really liked during that scene when like he shoots him back a couple times and King Shark gets like pissed off and like roars and comes out. That scene was fucking intense. Yeah, dude. That was and badass. They, they did such a good job. Lately, it seems like watching movies, the CGI really hasn't been up to snuff in a lot of movies that I've been watching. There wasn't a mm-hmm. single time that I looked at King Shark and I was like, that doesn't look believable. Which is no, weird to uh, think that yeah. there's a shark human. That looks real. Walking around, and it is totally, it plays. It, it works fine in this universe. Yeah. Not out of place at all. It's great. Uh, okay. I'm glad, you did talk about Ratcatcher, and I do think yeah. we should bring her up a bit. Uh, James Gunn calls her the heart of this movie, which is Amen. absolutely true. Yep. She's our moral center in this film about horrible piece of shit human beings. Um, and it's crazy. It's the dirty girl that sleeps all the time that talks with rats. Um I really and Sebastian love the rat. Sebastian is cute as fuck. 
is the is the moral compass of the entire movie. And I also love spoiler alert that she saved the movie because of the fact that this whole thing ends up on this poor, rundown third world sort of island that uh, the U.S. has used for this experiment. They've exploited the fucking people here, and of course that place is overrun with rats, which Ratcatcher uses to save the day. Yep. So fucking again, just well written consistency is yep. so fucking good to see. It just gets it, my my blood going. Dude, it had all of the potential to just be a throwaway character, and they didn't. They made it such an important part of this movie that, like, to make it a throwaway character would have been the easy way to go. And th- they didn't. Yeah. They made this character work, this character be important. Every single person on this team care about her? Is, is, por- is important, including her, including Polka Dot Man. Uh, you know, the two characters in this that weren't huge names. No, you, you know everybody will be now. came this to see Cena, to see Elba, and you know to see the the weird shark human. But these two outliers in the outlier group are so important that mm-hmm. people cared about them leaving the movie. With that being said, my favorite characters were probably, dude. I gotta say, Peacemaker and okay, I'm gonna cheat. He's really good. Peacemaker and Harley Quinn, like okay. both both for very different reasons, and I know that's cheating, but like, just <laughs> a- any time Harley Quinn's on my screen, I couldn't stop smiling. I, yeah. I couldn't stop chuckling. It was so funny, so absurd, so over the top, so again, Deadpool that like I couldn't help but just enjoy myself. And then John Cena's character, his his role as Peacemaker. That character is so embedded in his beliefs, in his morals to an extreme point that it is Mm -hmm. so funny. And we'll get back to that in a few when we talk about ratings because I have a very funny rating. Okay. Uh, So before we get to ratings, I do want to talk about one last and final character that also, Sean, appears in both Suicide Squad movies. That is the director played by the lovely, talented Viola Davis. Viola Davis? She's she the, played who? She's the director. Oh, she's of, Waller. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Amanda Waller. Okay, she's a, uh, excuse my language, I've been watching a lot of Ted Lasso. She is a bloody cunt. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and she plays it fucking well. Uh, again, that, you should watch the first Suicide Squad movie, because she is fucking fantastic in both of these movies. She fucking... She is this role of Amanda Waller. It is fucking Viola Davis. She crushes it, man. Ugh. It's it's very similar to... <laughs> who's, who's, the, who's the girl that everybody hates in Harry Potter? Uh, Umbridge. Yes, Umbridge. she's the Umbridge. Like, you're fucking supposed to hate her. Yeah. She runs... She. All these lovable characters. She tries to blow up their skulls, man. She's a terrible person. But she's working for the government. But the government's bad, man. But we're the good guys. But we're not, man. Ah. Does her whole team in the first movie turn on her too in the first one? Because I thought that was fantastic in the second one. Even the fucking secondary team in this movie is like I feel well like, scripted. <laughs> I feel like... Because I've only seen the movie once. Fuck it. I'll watch it again, too. Let's talk about the first Suicide Squad. Okay. I feel like she dies in the first one. I feel like okay. they kill her. So that's she cool that they bring her back it. because she is so fucking iconic in this role. Like, 
Okay. She's ah, god damn it. Oh shit. Uh oh man, who played uh one thing that I didn't realize. Who the fuck played Ratcatcher 1? Taika Waititi. Oh, d- yeah, d- Taika Waititi, of course. D- that blew my fucking mind. <laughs> it was a great little t- I didn't notice it when he was dead with the heroin needle in his arm, but Neither at the did end I. I was like, "Oh, Taika, what a great yes. little cameo." Dude, I loved as, it. Yeah. As soon as I saw that, I think I texted Ryan. I was just like, "Taika, what the fuck?" Yeah. Like, where did you come from, man? It was a great little touch, man. It was a beautiful, yeah. beautiful touch. Uh, so good. Shani, you, you claim that you have a funny rating yeah. system. I, I bet I have an idea what it is, but I want you to tell me because I'm so excited. Okay. So I, I think I'm going to do something that may be a little unprecedented for this show. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to give you a scale. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm going to tell you. Okay. If I were to facetiously suggest that an entire beach were covered in dicks... And uh-huh. someone said that you had to eat the entire beach full of dicks until it were clean for liberty. How many dicks would you eat? Here's the thing. You are going to set the maximum. That might be a first time for the show. You're going to set for yourself a maximum of, of how many dicks this beach can hold. You're going to tell me how many dicks you're going to eat for liberty for this movie. All right. So fuck, man. A beach full of dicks. Also, why would people put penises all over a beach? <laughs> Who I'm going to have to say there'd probably be six point eight million dicks on that beach. <laughs> Good luck fucking breaking this down. <laughs> uh, so the amount that I would have beach. to eat to replicate how positively I felt about this movie would be 95, 98% of 6.8. I'd have to eat 6.6 million dicks to be the equivalent of how much I enjoyed this movie. Uh, that's so a yeah, lot that's of a liberty, lot. son. Yeah, that's a lot of liberty, baby. <laughs> to uh, to envision my enjoyment. Yeah, I'd say 6.6 million dicks. Is, it, is that where you thought I was going with this? Or did you think I was going to I knew go you were going with dicks on beaches. I didn't know what, way, and how. But I, I was like, oh, yeah, dicks on beaches, obviously. Because, of course. It was, it was either that or how many starfish am I ejaculating onto people's faces? <laughs> There's also a line. Uh, oh, Peacemaker says starfish is code for butthole. Do you think that has any relevance? She's like, No. no. <laughs> <laughs> But Shani, and he's taking say, notes the whole time. Yeah, it's just like, not buttholes. Like, yeah, dutiously. He's like, take as... Uh. Oh but yeah, Shani, uh, same question to you, buddy. How many I, dicks would it take to fill the beach in your mind? And how many of those would you eat for liberty, i.e. Okay. enjoyment of this movie? Okay, so the beach that I'm going to compare it to is a local beach. It's going to be Plunkett Beach. Mm-hmm. It's very small. It's a small, like, where the kids, you know, the parents take the kids. You'll have The like, kids be bussin' bussin'? Yeah, they're going to be bussin' bussin' while drinking out of those barrel juices that you got to uh-huh. poke with your teeth, you know? With, with a foil rip-off Yeah, lid? with a foil. So you just puncture it with your teeth and drink it, you know what I'm saying? Or you have, like, them ice pops, stuff you're a like savage. that. Yeah, just straight sad. Oh, okay. Like, you're going to peel it off. You're a kid. Come yes, on. every time. Oh, man, you are OCD as fuck. It's ADD, uh, <laughs> but I would also fold it up and play. Yeah, it's, dude, I'm like, that's so. I never had even thought that you would could bite through the foil and drink it until yeah. just now. Now I want to try it. 
Oh, man. It's almost like you remember getting the Juicy Juice cans and you just go like you get one of them can openers and go. But it'd be like that with your teeth. Anyways, this isn't a huge beach and I want to make it so I can actually figure out how much I'm giving this. I'm going to give it a thousand gigantic dicks. Like, okay. Probably what John Cena was packing in them tidy whities because that was a huge ass package. <laughs> that was a dongle. Yeah, I, I'm giving this like a thousand peacemaker dongs all over this beach. But in terms of <laughs> on a scale of one to a thousand dongs, <laughs> I'm gonna eat, dude. I'm gonna eat easily, easily. Fuck, man! Like nine hundred and seventy dongs. For liberty <laughs> nice okay like, like easily and i think i could go higher but i feel like somebody's gonna knock you, me for being like oh you know recency bias but dude <laughs> there wasn't a single moment in this movie where i wasn't enjoying every moment of what i was for watching. sure man for sure it is a wild fun ride oh my um, god guys if, seriously if you haven't watched yeah. this and even our spoilers fucking watch this movie like even uh, with our spoilers yeah even I don't think we give too much away. You'll still enjoy every second of it, knowing nearly everything. It's it's so much better. Um, yeah, Shawnee, real quick before we get out of here, we did uh, open this up to some questions from the audience. We only got two, you lazy fucks. But I would like to ask these of you real quick. I am I, I am pretty confident that the reason why we didn't get more on this is because this is a rather new movie. Mm-hmm. And people are trying to probably avoid spoilers in case they hadn't seen it. That is I'll give fair. You that. Uh, but our first question comes from our good buddy Zeus. Um, he wants to know, was this Sylvester Stallone's first Oscar-worthy performance? No. First Blood. First Blood? First sure. Or, okay, really, Rocky 1 through 1, 2, four. 4, First Blood. I think those are all absolutely fantastic movies. The Creed movie was good. I haven't seen all the way through Creed, but I really want to. I'm going to back-to-back Creed 1 and 2. Um, the other question, uh, I'll tie into a funny little challenge, I think. Uh, I'd like to, for the 24-hour charity stream in November, I don't know how many days it is until that, Micah, because I didn't do the math until right now to think about it, and I don't really We're not you, Micah! We don't have a goddamn calendar, man! But, uh... The the 24-hour stream is coming up in November, and uh, you inspired me, Sean. I think I'm going to get some of those shitty barrel drinks with the foil lids, and that'll be an incentive. People donate a certain amount. Somebody has to do a bite chug, where you bite through it and chug the fucking drink. Oh, dude, I'm going to have diabetes right. by, like, Saturday <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> so there we go, folks. Diabetes, giant sharks, Harley Quinns, charity streams, Sylvester Diet. Stallone. Diabetes. This movie is an absolute num-num, for sure. Check it out, everybody. (laughs) This is an absolutely fantastic time. Dude, I couldn't think of a better movie to talk about this week, to come back and be able to chat about. Like, I watched this, you know, the the night it came out. And honestly, I'm so thrilled that we're talking about it because anything else would not have, I think, lived up to the hype of literally what I'm coming off of watching this movie. (laughs) For sure, buddy. It was a good thing to watch. I enjoyed it. It was a happy coincidence. We both happened to watch it and didn't discuss it. I loved every second of talking about it with you right now, though, goddammit. This was a good time. Hell yeah, brother. And Anybody I enjoy everybody. Yeah. 
I enjoy right. everybody listening. And if you do like what we do, please head on over to Facebook. You can do a little search for us, Experience Grind. We're the one with the gear. Click on it. Give us a like. Give us a review on there. That would be dope. If you're listening to us on iTunes, a review on there would be fucking awesome. It really helps so much. It helps us get out there more. We are on uh, Twitter, EXP Grind. Yep, EXP Grind Podcast. EXP Grind Podcast. Uh, you can find us on Twitch at Experience Grind. Um, mm-hmm. So all of those places you can come to support. Kyle mentioned the Patreon earlier. So, you know, as little as a dollar a day or not a dollar a day. That would be awesome. No, a dollar if, if you want, listen, if you want to sponsor me for a dollar a day, I'll be your little adoptable kid. Save like the children. <laughs> Feed the children. But a, even a dollar a month, that's like... You know, between two and four episodes a month for, you know, when we're really pumping and we don't have shit going on. Plus, the bonus stuff that Kyle's doing. And then we got to get back to doing some, like, King of the Hill shit. And then whatever else we're going to do, it's a lot of content. It really goes a long way. And we would really appreciate anything you guys want to give us. You want to mm-hmm. not get a latte one day out of a month? Shoot it our way. That'd be dope. That's $4. That's four times what I just asked for initially. I'm yeah. a greedy-ass motherfucker. We both are. And that's why you love <laughs> us, everybody. And because you love us, Sean is going to tell you what the you, the lovely audience, can do. Which is so weird because you love us so much, and I'm going to go tell you to go fuck yourselves. Bye now.